0: Did you have trouble finding footage on the fighters on this upcoming card that I'm about to break down for you guys? Or maybe even for the Cage Warriors card, which goes down this weekend in Italy. Well, find out why close to 50 members now have subscribed to the MMA Fight Archive and trust your boy in terms of making sure that they get as many fights as possible on one page for them so they can do their studying, making sure that they leave no stone unturned. I'm the best in the world in terms of finding footage for all these fighters and putting it in one place so that you guys can just bookmark one spot, go there whenever you guys need to do studying and ensure that you're getting every fight possible. There's a reason industry professionals trust your boy in terms of providing this information for them as well. And you can find out too with this free seven-day trial uh, available with the link in the description below check out the MMA Fight Archive and I promise it will come in even more in handy during the Contender Series which kicks off August 8th for a lot of these fighters that you may not even heard of. At least you'll know what to anticipate when they throw down in the Contender Series cage. Make sure you guys check it out once again. The MMA Fight Archive, link in the description below. Now let's get right into this podcast. Welcome to another episode of the MMA Lockcast. I'm your host, Manpreet, a.k.a. MMA Lock of the Night, and your boy on social media at MMALOTN. This week... We had two MMA LawCast episodes, this is being the second of which because we got a Bellator showdown this weekend and obviously it's not just a Bellator card, it's a Bellator versus Risen card and Risen is actually doing two events this weekend and they're packaging it as one essentially but we're going to strictly focus on the Bellator versus Risen card which starts off at 11pm Eastern on Saturday night so it'll go well past midnight Eastern time but they got five fights for you guys where we mainly have risen fighters taking on bellator fighters and there's a couple very intriguing matchups on there as well especially the lightweight uh, world grand prix uh, i believe it's still the first round there where we got roberto de souza taking on patricky pitbull de souza stepping in on short notice for aj mckee who unfortunately had to pull out due to staff infection but de is there to save the day he is the current lightweight risen champion let's see if he can go out there and make it to the next round of the bellator grand prix we also have the risen flyweight title on the line between kyoji horoguchi and makoto shinryu i'm gonna be butchering that name i apologize shinryu i'm gonna go with or makoto is what i'll go with very intriguing matchup there between the veteran horoguchi and the rising hot prospect 16 one and one makoto shinryu a couple other intriguing fights but uh Yeah, I don't want to waste any more time. We did all the recaps for the previous UFC event on the previous UFC podcast. So make sure you guys check that out if you're looking for UFC 291 breakdowns. But if you're looking for Cage Warriors breakdowns, We got 15 fights in Italy going down there for uh, Saturday afternoon. We got written breakdowns for you on the Patreon link in the description below for that. If you're looking to get some early Saturday morning action down, that's where you guys will be able to find it. And uh, Cage Warriors is definitely one of the best promotions uh, in terms of my predicting. I believe in terms of the hit rate, I have the highest in Cage Warriors. Didn't go so well last week, but we'll hope to turn the tide this week and get back on the W train for Cage Warriors. All right. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into the five fights that we got for Bellator versus Risen. The first of which is a rematch between Andre Koreshkov and Lorenz Larkin. Kreshkov is currently riding a, I believe it's a four-fight on Beacon Streak as of right now, after he had lost his last fight to this fold this week in Lorenz Larkin. That was a very closely contested split decision victory for Larkin. It was a very close fight. I thought that it either should have been a draw, or at least Koreshkov winning rounds ones rounds one and three to get his hand raised but two judges scored that fight in favor of Larkin in round two and three ended up giving him the fight but Krashkov utilized a solid grapple heavy game pla- plan that night and was unable to get it going in the second round but managed to get it going in the third round But again still ended up coming up short he's starting to improve his striking game which was already very good when they originally fought but i think it's the confidence that's growing in him in the striking round, which will make him even more confident in this matchup larkin's on a very solid winning streak of his own after going zero and two in his first two bellator matchups i believe he's on a seven fight unbeaten streak right now looks very good but the majority of those matchups coming up against fellow strikers who he can go out there and do his thing against Obviously, he fought Koreshkov, and therein he fought Mohammed Burkhamov over his last two fights. And we saw in the first Burkhamov fight what could happen if grapple heavy approaches could actually be effective against Larkin. And I thought it was until that ill fated elbow that stopped that fight and caused it to go to a no contest in their immediate rematch we saw Berkhamov play a little bit too much on the feet and he ended up paying for it with one of the greatest knockouts in Lorenz Larkin's career with a beautiful elbow on the exit from a clinch that face planted Berkhamov and got Larkin the victory that night but I think that this is going to be a solid matchup for Koreshkov to get back and get the revenge that I believe he deserves here over Larkin I think his grapple heavy approach will work perfectly but I don't think we'll see him as desperate as he was in the first fight I think we'll see him try to strike a little bit more and he'll be safe from that distance to eventually change levels close the distance and get the fight to the ground where he can do solid work from on top so i like Kreshkov, who was minus 200 in their first matchup you can get him roughly around minus 120 now and that's the side that i'm going to lean with here give me andre Kreshkov take up to kick off this bellator versus risen card Next matchup is a solid one between Danny Sabatello and Magomed Magomedov. Obviously these guys were two guys that were eliminated from the Bantamweight Grand Prix but had very good performances although maybe Magomedov not so much. Over his last three fights now, Magomedov is one and two. And the one fight that he won against Enrique Barzola was a fight that he was losing until he eventually got that fourth round submission victory. Uh, I think it was a, a, a almost a Hail Mary guillotine that he hopped onto the neck of Barzola and was able to get him out of there. But the big kind of red flag for me in Magomedov's game is his lack of defensive wrestling. Like I was expecting him to be a little bit more... Um, A little bit more threatening against guys like Rafian Stantz and even Enrique Barzola who was kind of taking him down with relative ease that night and that's where I think that Sabatello is going to really start to shine in this fight. I think his pace and pressure is going to be too much for Magomedov to keep up with and the fact that this is a three-round fight, I could easily see Sabatello eating up those first two rounds pretty easily and then avoiding any type of submission, uh, Hail Mary submission or Hail Mary knockout that Magomedov might have in store. Magomedov will obviously be the better striker here but I think he's going to struggle in terms of keeping sabatello off of him barzola is a great pressure and grappling fighter but you're getting sabatello who's 10 times that in terms of what uh, kind of pressure and grappling he brings to the table so i fully expect magomedov to drown in the pace and pressure of sabatello here while sabatello goes out there and gets his hand raised by decision feeling pretty damn good about sabatello here i believe he opened up as the underdog but now finds himself closer to that minus 180 range uh you know on wednesday or thursday of fight week here but i like sabatello quite a lot in this spot Next up, we got a women's belt here between Kana Watanabe going up against Vita Artiega. Artiega obviously coming up short in her last matchup against rising prospects, Somiko Inaba. That seemed to be a perfect stylistic matchup for the prospect there as Inaba was a technical, rangy striker who liked to move a lot, whereas Vita Artiega is more so a brawler. She likes to crash the pocket use her big strikes to break her opponents to either draw at a desperation takedown where she can latch onto the neck and take it on home like she did against Vanessa Porto or she just continuously moves forward and puts big power on her opponents and tries to knock them out or win the fight by decision like she did against Emily Ducati in the past however Watanabe is another level of grappling that I think that Artiega is going to struggle too much with that's the red flag in Artiega's game and Watanabe we know the red flag in her game right getting knocked out by Liz Carmuchin in third. 30 to 40 seconds of their fight starting is a big red flag. However, I don't think that Artiega is as dangerous with putting opponents away with her striking which will allow Kana to close the distance without too much threat. She'll obviously eat a little bit of damage, but I think she'll be able to close the pocket, get that body lock, get the drag to the ground and then from there she'll be able to do what she does from on top. I think she is live to get a finish whether it's a submission or TKO from that top position but I think that Artiega is going to struggle tremendously here with the strength and grappling of Watanabe who in my opinion was robbed in her last fight against uh Elimale McFarlane a fight where it was 1-1 going into that third round but I thought Watanabe's grapple heavy approach was more than enough for her to get her hand raised that night we'll see if she can right that wrong this weekend and keep the judges out of it which I think she'll be able to against Artega here give me Kana Watanabe by let's say submission but in the inside the distance not too bad either Next up we got Kyoji Horiguchi versus Makato Shinryu. Again, this is for the vacant flyweight title in Risen. Very fun fight here. Uh, between a veteran and Horaguchi, who has you know been fighting at the highest level throughout his career over the last eight to nine years uh, he was on a two-fight losing streak in Bellator obviously he had that unfortunate loss to Sergio Pettis which was for the bantamweight title I got he was controlling the majority of that fight until he ran into a spinning back fist from Pettis which put Horaguchi out clean and then he ran into Pachi Mix, which was the perfect example of why Horiguchi should not be fighting at 135. Pachi Mix was too big for him, too strong for him, and he was able to get that fight to the ground whenever he wanted and controlled Horiguchi in those bad spots. But Horiguchi bounced back with two straight wins over his last two fights under the Risen banner, earning him this shot to eventually get that Risen belt. His opponent this week in Shinryu is a 16-1-1 prospect with a ton of potential. This guy already has a CFFC and deep impact title under his belt for the flyweight division and he uses a grapple heavy approach in a lot of his matchups. Now I get it the experience advantages obviously in Horiguchi's realm here but I think that Makoto shows a lot of potential and this could be his coming out party. At plus 300 I think he's worth a little bit of a sprinkle although my final prediction will eventually be Horiguchi. I think the over four and a half is not a bad spot either here, as I think the majority of this fight will take place in that grapple heavy uh, or grappling realm, where I think both guys will kind of negate each other. But I think there are opportunities for Shinryu to have success in terms of controlling Horoguchi and having some success of his own. But I think the experience is the big difference here. And Horiguchi will likely have the edge in that spot. But at minus 400, I just don't trust him against a kid in Makoto who looks like he's the good and, goods and looks like he could be the next big Japanese star. So give me Horiguchi. But in terms of a bet and value, I think it's on the prospect here in uh, Makoto Shinryu. But give me Horiguchi as a prediction. Uh, and my favorite prediction for that fight is going to be the over four and a half. All right, the main event of the Bellator versus Risen portion of this card is going down between Roberto D'Souza and uh, Petriki Pitbull. Now, D'Souza comes in on short notice here, but he's more than ready considering he's already over there in Japan. And I believe he was getting ready for another fight, but he's taking on Petriki Pitbull here in a clear grappler versus striker matchup. I think D'Souza is a very skilled jiu-jitsu player. And I've heard about this guy for a long time, but this was the first time I actually got to really study him you know his only two losses in his career came against johnny case in a fight that he got it was like an uppercut that landed right to the eye and it seemed like de souza did not like that at all and he almost well he did tap out from that shot but He managed to get his uh, revenge as he did end up rematching Johnny Case and submitting him. He ended up coming up short against AJ McKee back in December, but it was a non-title fight, so he still held on to his lightweight title, even though he came up short in that matchup. But he had some solid success of his own that night against a very high-level fighter in AJ McKee. He is very difficult to deal with in the the jiu-jitsu realm, and he does a great job in terms of closing the pocket with an overhand right and then getting into the body lock and eventually dragging these guys to the ground. Even if he ends up pulling guard, he's very good in terms of throwing up submissions and finding reversals to get into a dominant position so that he can get to work with his high-level BJJ. It's a thing of beauty to watch, and I'm very high on this kid. Patricky Pitbull, obviously the lesser of the Pitbull brothers, but a solid striker in his own right. I think the only reason we see him getting or having had the lightweight title in the past is the fact that his brother gave it up so that he could fight for it, and who did he fight? Peter Queeley, very easy matchup for him to go out there and get the win the way that he did. He's a striker with vicious leg kicks, but I think he struggles in the grappling realm. And that's where I think that D'Souza is going to be able to come ahead here. I think this eventually opens up a submission opportunity for D'Souza that he completely takes and is able to snatch up and get the victory here. The under and fight doesn't go to decision is not a bad chalky spot either. But I really think the grappling is where it's going to take place for D'Souza. And I think he'll be able to get this down, whether it's hopping on the back of Pitbull, or even getting a trip or a takedown uh, to to assert that top position, he'll be at a striking disadvantage. But Pitbull is nothing special, in my opinion. I think it's more so his name and his experience in the Bellator cage that people respect more than anything. But I'm still going to be leaning on the D'Souza side here, and I think he snatches up a submission and moves on to the semifinals of the lightweight Bellator Grand Prix there you guys go breakdowns for all five fights of the bellator versus risen card again if you're looking for breakdowns for cage warriors this weekend you can find written breakdowns from your boy on the patreon link in the description below make sure you guys check that out and if you want to do your own studying check out the mma fight archive seven day free trial available for that check the link in the description below for that as well all right i'll see you guys later today for the lucky two-step and then tomorrow for the three best prop bets for ufc 291 peace Last thing. But I-